Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Beware. Once you know what they don't want you to know, there is no turning back. And now, the world's most life-changing radio talk show, The Truth Shall Set You Free. Meet the commissary of the King of Kings, your brother-in-law in liberty, Joseph Gene Zabrowski. Hello and welcome. When we do our programs, typically our overriding theme is the fact that we, the people of America, the Judeo-Christian populace, which represents approximately 80% of the populace here in America, are the bedrock of America, thus are the group of people of which it is imperative that we fight the battle waging in our country. And if you are not aware of the battle, then you're in the right place because that's what we do. We point it out to you, and we aren't the only place doing this. There are now a lot of programs online where you can find truths similar to what I will be sharing with you. Um, but I believe our program is different in that we connect the spiritual to the political. And there's just not hardly any places doing that. In fact, that is the chief element in our broadcast. The overriding theme is that, you know, we, the people of America, the Judeo-Christian populace, must, we are the people who are called to fight this evil that is working its way on a multitude of fronts. And that evil is literally the venom of Satan seeping into whatever crack it can seep into whether through a person or an entity in our country, our culture, and in the world. This is part of the overriding theme, connected to the first part that I said that we, the people, have to stand up against this. And this is a continual <clears throat> transaction. It's never-ending. If you notice, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, then you see that this never stops. We're being attacked from every angle, top and bottom. No matter which issue we win on, there's 10 more coming at us. And the reason that is, is because, and this is proof, that we are not just fighting a physical carnal battle. The lies of the Communist News Network, MSNBC, it's just, it's never ending that very fact is the greatest proof that we have that this is not just a physical carnal battle. This is a spiritual, I repeat, spiritual battle. We are dealing with the forces of evil in the spiritual world. 
We're dealing with Satan himself, and this is a reality that has established itself in the worlds from the beginning of time. What we are talking about is literally what was talked about in Ephesians 6.12, where it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That is exactly what I am talking about, my friends. Our battle is a spiritual one. And who in the world do you think is supposed to be fighting that battle, my friends? The Judeo-Christian people are to be fighting it. God told us ahead of time. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not in the physical. That's what he's saying. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. That's the spiritual world. When he talks about rulers, against the authorities, against the powers... The rulers of this world, the ones I've talked to you about in, you know, previous broadcasts, these people, these globalist oligarchs, New World Orderites, who are in secret societies, they're serving Satan. They literally, they avow that they serve Satan. You know, they're not even afraid to talk about it. They, they say that they do. Okay, these are the rulers of the world. These people have most of the money in the world. At the beginning of the um, at the beginning of the twentieth century, they controlled one quarter of the world's wealth. That's when they came together in 1910 to form the Federal Reserve System. On Jekyll Island, they came together, and it was passed in 1913. These are the rulers of the world. These are the authorities, the ones who call the shots in the world. God's word talks about Satan being the king of the world, but his kingdom is only for a time. These are his minions. These are his leaders in this world. God allows it because he's testing us. Because he wants to see, are we going to turn to him? This is the battle we all have to face as Christians, as Judeo-Christian, as a Judeo-Christian nation. We have to face this battle. This is our fight. Do you think Satan's going to come and, and try to... Um, um, you think he's going to put all of his focus on some little country that has, you know... No real significance in the world in terms of where the multitudes of people are? No. He's going to come to the very epicenter. That's where he's going to do his battle. He's going to do it in America. He's going to do it in Europe. He's going to do it at the very center, in the Middle East. Okay? Because that's where all the people are. And that's what these people want to have control of. Okay? So it's these rulers in this world who are connected to Satan and they are avowed Luciferians. They are in secret societies. And it goes on to say, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That is our battle, my, my friends. That is the one that we have to fight. And if we're not fighting it, if we're not engaging it, we're not doing our job. I'm sorry if that does not make you feel good, but we're not. You know, there's a lot of people that are on the battlefield right now, and they've been on it for a long time, and they've devoted their lives, and they want to have lives just like you do, okay? But yet, they, they make time to, to do the work that is necessary, that needs to be done, and they're getting tired, because it's, it is a never-ending battle. And the more people who help, 
who stand up, who engage in this battle that each and every one of us was called to engage in. It's part of our birth. I want to say birthright. It's part of it's part of what we were put here to do. Okay? We are supposed to be fighting it. It literally goes back to when the Lord rebuked Satan because he wanted to be God. And then he went to wreak havoc on the entire world, thus on mankind. And so this, and, 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 and as I said, it's a spiritual battle. It's something that we can't see. Right now, if we could open the door to the spiritual battle, we would see a just, just a just disgusting, just blasphemous battle going on in the spiritual world. Because it's there. And that is the battle we are fighting. And to win that battle, my friends, yes, we need to stand up in the physical world. We need to contact our congressmen. You know, we need to do all of the stuff that we're supposed to do as citizens of the great republic of America. We have to do all those things. But that is not enough. You know, we could have... The majority of our populace standing up right now. We, right now, we are we are winning the battle. Okay, it's nowhere near being over, but we could be doing all the right things, and the vast majority of our populace could be standing up. But even if that were the case in the physical realm, and we were winning, and we had our republic back, there would still be a spiritual element continually looking for cracks to seep into because it is a spiritual battle. It, it's, it's, it is Satan and the kingdom of hell that is trying to continually overtake that which is good and that which is right. I don't know if you've ever experienced it in your life. <clears throat> if you've ever gone to the mountaintop with God, if you've gotten away from the hustle and bustle of the world and taken some time to get off in nature and you know you take a walk and you know you're trying to you're trying to figure out you know what direction to go into and you're asking God for direction and you know you 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 sense what God's telling you and you're you're confident in your heart that he's told you he's given you some direction it's straight straight from from God and then so that was your mountaintop experience. And then as you walk down into the valley, back into the world, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but the second you walk into that world, Satan is there trying to steal what God has just given to you. And that is a reality that all of us, people of God, must face. Okay? This is what we are dealing with, my friends. This never-ending battle that we have got to fight. If we don't fight it, if we, in other words, if we don't remain vigilant, we lose. Okay? And essentially, it was designed that way, I guess, because, because what this battle requires us to do, one of the reasons I believe that the battle, <clears throat> you know, is continually in our face is because it requires us in order to win it, we must draw closer to God. It's the only way we're going to win it. If you read in the Old and New Testaments, you, you see it's just a continual theme, especially in the Old Testament. 
There's waves of good and waves of evil throughout time. You get a good king and then a bad king and then a good king and then a bad king and it's up and down. We've just seen it. We've seen this demonic Barack Hussein Obama for eight years and now we have a good king. But, you know, we aren't supposed to have kings in America, okay? They are our government servants. And at least Donald Trump knows that he's our government servant and that's why he wants to give the, you know, he wants to give our country back to the people, okay? So, so this continual, you know, these continual waves up and down of good and evil is just a part of life. And we have to, in order to, you know, keep, if we wanted to flatline, instead of going up and down, up and down, we could literally flatline a line of good in our country and the world if the vast majority of the people were drawing close to God and were one with God, you know, and we're living in righteousness and we're doing what was right and we're living and being strong people and powerful people and taking up the strength that is within each and every one of us, that, w that which is God. And if we were literally taking God up and, and stepping out in our lives according to Him and His principles, and the vast majority of people in our country were doing that, we wouldn't have all these ups and downs. But we both know that that, or we both, well, all of us know that that's not going on. Because that's not the way human nature is. That's not the way humanity is. And so, that's where vigilance lies, my friends. Vigilance lies in that place of, of we've got to come back to God. And you see that theme, and that's why I pointed out the Old Testament. You know, it's continual. God's beloved Israel, you know, they start off doing good, and then they, they get into evil, worshiping foreign idols, and then God has to judge them. We've been judged over the last eight years with the demon Obama, okay? God judges them, and then what happens? <clears throat> the Israelites come back to God, and that's what God wants because He loves them. He's only judging them because He loves them. He wants their, he wants their affections. He wants to be one with them because He made them, because they are a part of Him. That's why the words, the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And nobody really talks about it, but I think in the fact that we are the body of Christ, you know, when we fall away from Him, God feels that. He loves His creation, okay? He loves you and me, and so just like a child, He needs to discipline us, because if He doesn't discipline us, that, chi that child will, will lead itself to disaster. It will cross the street and the car will hit it and it will be dead. And he doesn't want us to, to be dead because he loves us. He wants, to, he wants to have a partnership with us. He wants, to, he wants to be one with us. That's what he created us for. And in simple terms, that's all that's going on, my friends. I know I'm right in the middle of this, but we have to break for a commercial. We'll be right back. The Lying Machine Movie Course and Study is perfect for those who want to get an excellent grasp of what is really going on in our country and the world in a very short span of time. You and your loved ones can get up to pace within a month or so through this course and then go as deep as you prefer thereafter. It can be used as a leisurely study or as curriculum for homeschoolers. Comparable courses in the educational community cost three times the amount of what we're offering it for. The centerpiece of this course is the Lying Machine Movie, which was on television in 
quickly taken down from DirecTV after three newspapers released favorable articles about the movie. The point is that the establishment does not want people to know the truths in this movie, and that's why it was taken down. You can also become an affiliate for the Lion Machine movie course and study and earn $100 commissions every time you sell it to someone. It comes with your own back office where you can track your sales, clicks, advertising campaigns. It has banners for advertising, and we offer you a $497 bonus marketing training program for free when you purchase the movie course and study. Imagine making a living standing up for your country. Go to Trump2017andbeyond.com. That's Trump2017andbeyond.com and scroll down. Slaying the New World Order Serpent. The truth shall set you free. Welcome back. We see all of this complexity in the lamestream media lying to us daily. The lying machine lamestream media just having a field day like like no other day, I mean, that we've seen in the past. I mean, yeah, they have lied, but the, the lying is just not so unbelievable, okay? It's just so huge, and it just looks so chaotic because it is. But it's really all about, you know, in simple terms, if all of us were to just come back to God, just like in the Old Testament, the Israelites came back to God and then God blessed them. Now they were under <clears throat> the grace of God, okay? And when you come under the wings of the Lord, and when you come under the grace of God, then you start, you, you start having, you can say, God bless America. You start seeing the blessings of God. You see the greatness of what America used to be. Because it started out as a people who were close to God because they faced so many, so many trials in England. They were under tyranny, you know. And so they had to go through their hell there. And then when they went through the hell, first they went through number six, and it brought seven, the perfect number. And then there was a new beginning in America, the number eight. That's I'm speaking in terms of the of Hebrew, you know. The number seven is the perfect number. Six is, you know, the mark of the beast, 666. We have to go through six to get to seven, to that perfection, which is God. We got to come back to God. And then once we're with God, now we have a new beginning and then we experience the number eight. And that's where we are in America. We have a new beginning. God, in God's grace, he has come back into our country. But it will be up to we, the people, to, to stay close to God. And not to just stay close to God, but to stand up for the righteousness of God. That which God calls us to do. God is a God of order. You see it in creation. Okay, you see it in everything that he does. Just read his word. Read the boring parts of the Bible where he talks about building the temple. <clears throat> when they rebuild the temple. He talks about every... It's so boring. But... It, it, what it does is, it's a very important, even though it's so boring, it's a very important, they're very important books when he talks about how the <clears throat> craftsmen come in there and they're, they're going to put rubies here and gold here and, and <clears throat> he, he explains exactly how they're going to build the temple and it goes on and on and on because he's a very detailed God. That's the nature of him. And he has a perfect, he has, a, he has an order to everything. And that's what he desires of. That's his nature. That's why we read God's word, because we're, we're trying to, to discover who God is. We're discovering what his nature is, right? 
what he's all about. When you discover somebody's nature, you get to know them. And that's why the saying goes, to know is to love. And our purpose here on earth is to know God. It says it in the scriptures. That is our purpose, to get to know who he is. Because in knowing who he is, we are preparing ourselves for eternity. In knowing who God is, we are going through the sanctification process that's talked about in the Bible. We must be sanctified in order to be with the Lord. It's not like we're going to go take our dirty self and drop ourselves in front of God when our life is over and say, Here, God, you know, we have to become sanctified, you know, in order to enter heaven. This whole process, we're leading, we're, you know, God takes us. You know, he gives us salvation, but we're supposed to go through the sanctification process. That means that as we learn who God is and we come to love him, we change our lives in such a way that our lives become devoted to him. Our lives become devoted to doing the things that he wants us to do instead of the things that we want to do. But see, what happens is as we grow closer to God, the things that we want to do are the things that He wants us to do. When we become one with God, that's what it's all about. It's no longer about, well, I gotta I gotta do this. I hate doing it. It's like, I gotta do this because I know I just have to do it. And it doesn't mean that it's always going to be just so joyful and everything. Sometimes it will be. But you become one with your Creator and then you you very simply desire to do the things that he wants you to do no matter how hard they are and that's how that's how we have have produced such great disciples as Peter, John, Paul, James, Luke, Matthew, Mark and the list goes on and on because those people like you look at Peter for example i mean he saw Jesus Christ in the flesh he knew that he was God, and he said that he was God. And that's when Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And then he goes on to say that, you know, I will tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. He also goes on to say that, you know, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Peter recognized who Jesus was. But as he came to love him and know him, he was willing to do anything for him. And that's really, in simple terms, that is what is going on in our country and in the world. We have a country and a world. We have an evil that is just flying high throughout this world. He is the prince of darkness and he comes to destroy all that is good. All the good that God has for us. He comes to destroy it because he wants us he wants us to be with him. He wants us to worship death. He wants us to go with his little fancy ways that seem exciting for for the short term but that lead to destruction. You know, when there's something much better for us. But really, in simple terms, all it is is us coming back to God as it has always been. Okay? 
And as if, if we, the people of this country and of this world, were coming back to God, we would be experiencing the blessings of God because that's just the laws that God has already put in place. But unfortunately, Satan sows all his evil. He's, he, he lies to us through all of the so-called uh, mainstream, but they are lamestream media channels. And it's just a daily onslaught of lies, this lying machine government media complex. Okay? And hopefully our leader is going to do something about that because he is a, a good leader. And um, <clears throat> so he's done so much already. So we the people, we must draw back, draw closer to God. So we're going to get into our program here. We know what happened in Syria. He made a move. And it's a very complex situation. A lot of people think it's good. A lot of people think it's not good. So, But we're first going to listen to what he has to say. And then after we listen to what he has to say, we'll talk a little bit about it. And then we're going to go to... Um, Ron Paul, who knows no, he, who needs no introduction, and we're going to get his take on it. And I think it's a take. The reason I'm presenting it to you is is because, in common sense terms, it's a take that none of us can really deny. I mean, it's just it's just very simply the truth. And you're gonna we're gonna hear what he has to say, and we're gonna have to think about what really went on here in this bombing uh, in Syria. So. Uh, let's go to uh, President Trump right now. My fellow Americans, on Tuesday, Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad launched a horrible chemical weapons attack on innocent civilians. Using a deadly nerve agent, Assad choked out the lives of helpless men, women, and children. It was a slow and brutal death for so many. Even beautiful babies were cruelly murdered in this very barbaric attack. No child of God should ever suffer such horror. Tonight I ordered a targeted military strike on the airfield in Syria from where the chemical attack was launched. It is in this vital national security interest of the United States to prevent and deter the spread and use of deadly chemical weapons. There can be no dispute that Syria used banned chemical weapons, violated its obligations under the chemical weapons convention and ignored the urging of the UN Security Council. Years of previous attempts at changing Assad's behavior have all failed and failed very dramatically. As a result, the refugee crisis continues to deepen and the region continues to destabilize, threatening the United States and its allies. Tonight I call on all civilized nations to join us in seeking to end the slaughter and bloodshed in Syria and also to end terrorism of all kinds and all types. We ask for God's wisdom 
as we face the challenge of our very troubled world. We pray for the lives of the wounded and for the souls of those who have passed. And we hope that as long as America stands for justice, then peace and harmony will, in the end, prevail. Good night, and God bless America and the entire world. Thank you. Okay. A lot of different views on this. Uh, some good, some bad. I will say that there are the people... A lot of the people who are speaking good about this are some of our, you know, some of the leftist neocons that um, are have in the past been bent on destroying our country, such as John McCain, the Clintons, I think Schumer is behind it, they're all happy, Lindsey Graham, all these uh, neocons who are bent on destroying our country. These are the people who are on the establishment's team. The establishment have these people's loyalties. And um, it's scary when you see those types of people behind this attack in Syria. The other side of it, of course, is that there's a lot of people saying, um, who are not on the left, that this, this was a genius move and that uh, on the day or at the very moment that they they launched the attack, that's when President Trump was meeting with uh, the Chinese leader who came to visit him. And uh, so, you know, with all of the unrest with Korea, uh, with Kim Jong-un, that uh, little Korean Pillsbury doughboy, looks like someone who's never worked a day in his life and he's leading an entire nation. It sends a message to them because we've had such a weak leadership uh, in the former administration that it's, a lot of people are saying America is back. You know, we no longer look weak to the world. There's a lot of truth in that. We have been, you know, just mocked over the last four years especially because they knew we had such a weak leader. They could get away with anything. And now... It sends a great message to Al-Qaeda, ISIS, ISIL, which, by the way, it's all the same thing. They just, they've named, they've given them different names so that uh, people get confused, so that people don't really know what's going on. They're always trying to confuse you, okay? So they know that they can't mess with us, and so it's sending a very strong message. If they want to mess with us, they're going to get some engagement, unlike the, you know, the coward that we had in office previously. We're going to go to Congressman Paul right now, and oh, I just wanted to also say, you know, interestingly enough, uh, think about, you know, in World War II, this establishment existed. They were the paymasters of World War II, the establishment that I'm always talking about, okay? And they literally funded the rise of Hitler in Nazi Germany. And this is something, you know, history repeats itself. This is something that we have seen in the past. These people always are doing this type of thing. They like finding these crazy people like Hitler and then funding them to the nth degree so that they can come into power and then they can use these crazy people to do crazy things like Hitler did. So don't be surprised when you look at this little uh, Korean Pillsbury doughboy who's crazy. You know, he's like a little boy with toys. Um, he thinks he's he's playing with toys here, and they they have funded him. Believe me, okay. 
the freaks from the pit of hell have funded him and you know they're behind him just like they were behind Hitler and that's what they do they use these little craze pots to create havoc to create division to create wars and someone like that will just go out and do some something stupid like execute a nuclear strike against whomever and all of a sudden you have world war 3 in the air so i just want to point that out keep that in mind this is what we're dealing with you know these these establishment people as i've said they're minions of satan and satan is always looking for for lost misdirected people and this is how he does it you know he has his minions to fund those people and then those people rise up he's got a nuclear arsenal which by the way was given to them by the clintons um unbelievable that these people aren't in prison but this is how it works, my friends, and so keep your eyes on them, and don't be surprised. You know, that's that's what they are seeking to do, all right? So, But right now, we're going to go to Congressman Paul, we're going to get his take on this whole thing, and I think it's an undeniable take. Let's do that right now. Yesterday, uh, there was some bombing uh, with possibly gas exposure in Syria, and things have changed. It reminds me sort of weather reports. Well, if you don't like the weather, just wait an hour. You know, you'll get different weather. Well, that's sort of what happens in the Middle East sometimes. That just wait, it'll change. And actually, you know, before this episode of a possible uh, gas exposure and who did what, um, things were going along reasonably well for the conditions. You know, Trump says let uh, let the Syrians decide who should uh, uh, run their country, and uh, peace talks were breaking out, and, uh, and, and, and al-Qaeda and uh, ISIS were on the run, on maybe defeated. So it was like, you know, in spite of their problems with this foreign policy. It looked like there was some benefit, but it looks like maybe somebody didn't like that, so there had to be an episode. And and the blame now is that uh, we can't let that happen because um, it looks like it might benefit Assad. So Assad, they claim, now went and released gas to kill a bunch of people. But, Daniel, we might not have much of a job here today because I looked at the New York Times to find out, to get the explanation, and they said, worst chemical attack in years in Syria. U.S. blames Assad. So it's all over and done with. But not quite so easy, is it? What, what happened four years ago in uh, 2013, you know, uh, this whole thing about crossing the red line, and, and ever since then, the neocons have been yelling and screaming. Even part of the administration is still yelling and screaming about Assad using poison gases on his people four years ago. Not quite true. And uh, who, who would benefit? It makes no sense, even if you were totally separate from this and take no sides of this and you were just an analyst. It doesn't make any sense for Assad in these conditions to all of a sudden use poison gases. It, it's zero, I, I think it's zero chance that he would have done this, uh, you know, uh, deliberately, and, and he's doing this now. But we could also go to uh, a famous senator who's an expert on foreign policy, and we could go ask John McCain to explain it, and he found somebody to blame. Uh, and I don't know what he has it in for the president. We criticize our president once in a while, and uh, we try to be, you know, balanced and uh, criticize the things we think he's doing uh, that we don't like. But McCain says, blame Trump. Sorry to be so abrupt, but we do have to go to a commercial, so we'll be right back. 
The Yeshua's Lessons in Life series is a four-book series for children ages 5 to 11. For 5 to 7-year-olds, it's recommended that parents and teachers read the picture storybooks to their children. 7 or 8 to 11 years old, the kids can read them on their own. It's a series of holiday stories with Rudy Kazuti, a Valentine's story, Sunny and Honey, an Easter story, Herbie Hansen, a summer story, and the Christmas Tree, a Christmas story. Award-winning artist Michael Glenn Monroe is one of our illustrators. The series is designed to foster spiritual growth and character development in children, affordably priced at $19.97 for the four books series plus shipping and handling you cannot go wrong they are life changers get the yeshua's lessons in life series today by going to trump 2017 and and scrolling down that's trump 2017 and and scrolling down get it now slaying the new world order serpent the truth shall set you free welcome back all right you know i actually believe what ron paul just said there I believe that this was a false flag, and for the reasons that he just stated, it just doesn't make any sense, my friends, when you think about it. Why would Assad do such a thing? He was in it, he was almost in a perfect position. Everything was being carried out perfectly. His enemy was being, you know, rampaged upon. I mean, they were leaving. I mean, they were being defeated, and he knows that if he does some chemical weapons attack, it's all over for him. He was getting in good relations with America. America was basically saying, you know, we'll let them take care of their own matters. Now, out of the blue, when when we're reaching the, the, the final few steps, he, he does a chemical attack. Makes no sense whatsoever. I think it's a complete lie, and it's status quo with the establishment of what they've done in the past. History has repeated itself, and um, and unfortunately, we've taken the bait. I don't know all the details. Nobody knows all the details, all the hidden, but they're they're talking about all these, you know, kids that have been killed and so forth. But they're not really showing any pictures, as far as I know. And they've, they've done this type of thing in the past. What I want to uh, reiterate is, you know, the undercurrent or the c common overriding theme here that we started with is the spiritual battle. And, you know, the people who control this world, these authorities, they're always scheming and scamming, and they're always bringing forth division. Division is their mantra. Killing is their mantra. Death is their mantra. They love wars. And as you noticed, people like John McCain and others, as I've said, they were so pleased with this move. You know, these are the neocons. If, a lot of people don't know what neocons are. Um, I'm going to kind of give you the definition of a neocon. You know, the neocons, dictionary definition is... Uh, they, you know, they believe in American greatness. It's measured by our willingness to, to be a great power through vast and virtually unlimited global military involvement. You know, we're to be the world's police. That's what they like. And the reason they like that is because people like John McCain, uh, we've seen in the past his connections to Saudi Arabia, for example. He and various others like um, uh, McMaster's, the, the new... Um, security advisor for Trump, um, they all have ties to people, you know, to groups like Saudi Arabia. And you can bet that they're being paid very well for betraying their country, okay? And 
you know, they love when we're always in everybody else's business because, you know, for the establishment, um, that means wars and that means selling military artillery. That means putting countries in debt. And they, they profit off it in a huge way. And that's why you saw so many of them pleased, all right? They're all connected, as I've explained in the past. They are all on the same team, all right? Now, I personally, I just kind of gave you the dictionary definition of a neocon. But for me, very in simple terms, what a neocon means is a fake conservative, I believe neocons are more like socialist or communist, they're, they're, but they put they put on the facade of being a, a conservative or a Republican. Um, so they are, to me, they are uh, fallacious, uh, and I want nothing to do with them. And so when we see these types of people, you know, being pleased at the actions of more war, uh, that is. That is not a good thing that is very uh, discouraging in my mind and in my heart. So um, now where we're going here is, you know, relative to this spiritual battle, we see in this Syrian uh, <clears throat> scuffle here, we see the element uh, therein that's brought this forth is, you know, ISIS. Now I want, I, I want to make something clear to you if you don't know it already, okay? We've seen this move of ISIS or Al-Qaeda. It started out in the East in Europe. It's covered Europe completely. We see what's going on in Sweden. I mean, Sweden is now like Rapeville. It's spread into England. And, um, but it's, as I, the point that I'm making is it started out in the East and it moved to the West. It's gotten as far as England. It's crossed the ocean. It's come into our doors. And that's what the, you know, the demon Obama allowed um, because he works for the establishment and we've seen it enter our country numerous times we've seen numerous attacks and the establishment well you know their plans for america was that that this evil would sweep across our land and we would become just like england that's what they wanted we have a new pl uh, president and he he does not want that and he's stopping that okay so this is why there's conflict now there's there's um upheaval there's there's uh, a lot of frustration in our enemy's camp. Um, but the point here that I'm making is that <clears throat> this establishment uses, uses Al-Qaeda, ISIS as their pawns. Okay, They use them like, uh, as a means to bring forth division throughout the world. These are minions of Satan, right? The establishment are minions of Satan. And they, they use these different groups, these crazy extremist groups, to accomplish the division which is in keeping with their father Satan. Satan is all about division. He's all about, you know, one of the ways that they divide is to kill, right? They're always killing people, and that's that's Satan's mantra, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he does. That's what these minions do. They're always looking to kill, steal, and destroy. And they use uh, Al-Qaeda or ISIS as a means, as their pawns, to get all their dirty work done because they're too cowardice to actually go out there and do it themselves. They're as weak as, as, as the word gets, and they're always using other people or other things to get their work done. So when America closed off the border, um, and they no longer had control of the executive branch, and now, by the way, they think that they are getting control of the executive branch. So they think that they're gaining ground with Trump, 
so the point that I'm trying to make is that um, the executive branch has been closed to them. The borders are being closed to them now. And so, of course, what they do is they go run behind their, you know, their beloved China and North Korea uh, because they always need somebody to be their faceplate. They always need somebody to do their dirty work. And that's how Satan works. Satan is a coward. He always uses intimidation as a means to, you know, get his work done. And if we the people fall for his intimidation, we are the losers. We lose, okay? That's why when I talk about, you know, we, God's people, the Judeo-Christian populace here in America have got to stand up. That means standing up against the intimidation, not falling for it. It means being strong and powerful people like we were made to be. And it means standing up against the, the, the lies of Satan, the intimidation of Satan, because if we don't, we then will be subject to the evil, which as we have been in the last eight years with the demon who was in office. So, um, so what I want to do now is I just want to give you a, a little dose of, of the reality of living under this Islamic type of rule in your country. And England is, there's no better place to, to uh, illustrate this. Um, we're going to go to Tommy Robinson, who's a former spokesman and leader of the English Defense League. I mean, this man has experienced uh, ISIS firsthand in every way, shape, and form. His own family has been affected by it. He has three children of his own, and he fights for the, the freedom that was once in England but is no longer. And we're going to hear from him at length. And I'm gonna, we're, we're going to get a real illustration of what really goes on there, not the lies that we hear in the media. Okay, This guy, you'll know when you, hear, when you hear him speak, he speaks from his heart. He's giving you his heartfelt viewpoint of what is going on, and he is right in the middle of this, this destruction that goes on every day in his country. Let's go to Tommy Robinson right now. You don't understand what it's like for us. You don't understand what you're doing to us. You don't understand what you don't understand the fear I feel, the gut-wrenching fear in my belly for my children. I've got three children and you are destroying and putting their safety and their freedom in jeopardy. And I, I, that's why I always say if there's going to be trouble and there's going to be a struggle, let me struggle, don't let my son struggle. And that's what they have to understand what they're doing. And they don't even they don't understand because I put it into two camps of people. Those who have been affected by Islam and those who are yet to be affected by Islam because one day they will. And then they'll wake up. And do you know how many people I see contacting me and commenting saying that a year ago I thought you was a fascist, a year ago I didn't believe you, and now, now you've woke me up, you've woke me up. That's our job because mainstream media are lying, they're dictating, they're working for the other side. In the UK... We've had 66% of British Muslims said they would not report on fellow ISIS fighters. 66%. So when we talk about terrorism, terrorism is very bad. We, we've had 12, 12 planned terrorist attacks last year. No one draws in on that. We, we've had one successful one in, in years, but we don't realise that every year, if they were successful, we'd have had shopping centres, aeroplanes, schools, everything would have been attacked every month. We'd then realise, then the Liberals would realise, everyone would realise... We're at war. We're in a war zone here. In the UK, 75% of Muslim women are on benefits and 50% of Muslim men. When you talk about taking our women, most recently in Cardiff, which is the capital of Wales, we had an imam who said the time is coming soon when we take the non-Muslim women as sexual slaves. Well, we don't need an imam to say that because Muslim men already in our country are taking our women as sexual slaves. We have 
street-level gang grooming, grooming, they call it grooming in the UK, like it's cutting the hairs of dogs. Really, it's a rape jihad. It's a rape jihad going on in our country where 90% of the convicted perpetrators are Muslim men. 20% of them are called Muhammad. We're told continuously this has nothing to do with Islam. This has everything to do with Islam. This is Rotherham rape scandal. Just put it, put in the city of Rotherham, which is for, put in 1,400 Rotherham. There was 1,400 children. And the report, the government report from a charity, it found that when some dads got together to go and rescue their daughters who were 12 years old, they got to the house where the Muslim men have all got their daughters. The police turned up and arrested the dads. The police turned up and arrested the dads for trying to save their daughters. It's a grooming process, and and you can see it happened to my it happened to my cousin, thirteen years old, gang raped by men, dozens of men. So so, so basically, I, I had, when I was younger, she was just, when I was younger, and I can remember all of this. I can remember the family meetings about it to go into the police. The police not doing anything. She woke up naked in a house with bearded Muslim men all raping her, gang raping her. She run naked from the house. She run naked from the house. And and, and, and and this has happened. This is happening to girls across our country. And when the, when people went to the police, which only now people understand, the police were in on it. The government were in on it. Everyone, they, they were not arresting or doing anything. There's another situation where five Muslim men had a young 11-year-old girl in a, in a derelict home. Yeah, The police turned up. They found the five men abusing her. They arrested the girl for drunk and disorderly. They let the men go. They must, they let the men go. And, and do you know the reason given in the government report for why this was allowed to happen? Because the, the police did not want to be seen as racist. I'll tell you another case. Another case from a father I met from Blackpool who comes to me crying and breaking down and crying and crying and crying because his daughter had been groomed and taken as, as a thing, as a victim. And the young Muslim that was raping her rang the dad's phone and left it on the side while him and his father raped her. So the dad listened to it. These, and, and these sort of things, when you hear this, yeah, people think it's unbelievable. All right, so there you go. Tommy Robinson is a very outspoken man. He's known throughout the globe. He talks about this in many circles. Now, ask yourself a question. Why has Tommy Robinson never been on the Communist News Network? Why has he never been on MSNBC? Why has he never been on NBC, CBS, or ABC? Why? The answer to that question is everything that I've told you in the past. Because they're all on the same team, my friends. They're all on the same team. He's one man who's experienced a multitude of occurrences that you have just heard. There's many other people who have experienced the same thing. But yet, we never hear about it, do we? We just do not hear about it. As an intelligent human being, you've got to ask yourself, why? And I guarantee you will come up with the same answer that I have come up with. It's what I've shared with you over and over. Okay. Now, the reason I bring all this up there, well, first off, there's so much news, I don't even have time to get to it, all right? Um, that's why I'm, I focus on the essential part, you know? That's why I'm focusing on the lesson to be learned from this news, because I could just give you story after story after story that will illustrate 
The same thing that I keep telling you, that this is a spiritual battle, okay? I think the greatest thing that I can do is to show the connection between Satan and his minions here on earth, and those minions to all of Satan's servants, and how everything is connected. How this gang raping by the Muslims, by Islam, is connected to pedophilia. You say, come on, no. <laughs> it's really not that hard to understand. I mean, evil is evil, right? And um, there is a direct connection to what they're doing and to pedophilia. In fact, many of the, many of the group, the people in Islam, they are into pedophilia. In fact, uh, their, their so-called savior, Muhammad, it is said that he married a girl named Asia, who was nine years old. Okay? There's different, different accounts of this story, but the main account is that she was a nine-year-old girl, and he married her. Okay, This is what they believe in, my friends. Although we're right in the middle of this, we have to break for a commercial, so we'll be right back. Get our conversational starter, Restoring America sweatshirts. The Article 4, Section 4 sweatshirt. The fake news, lamestream media sweatshirt. The all I want for Christmas is to lock her up sweatshirt and various others. Our sweatshirts start major conversations that have the potential to change people's lives and restore our country. Go to Trump2017andBeyond.com. That's Trump2017andBeyond.com. Get it now and spread the word and change the world. Slaying the New World Order Serpent. The truth shall set you free. Welcome back. First off, I was going to go to a guy named Mike Cernovich, who is an attorney, statesman, and filmmaker. He is very well known for um, knowing what's going on presently relative to the pedophile network in the deep state. Um, but what I want to make clear to everybody is this. You know, God's word in Ecclesiastes 3 tells us, it says that, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Okay. So, should a man like Tommy living in the place that he lives, and that's the very same place that they want to bring here in America, should he be turning his other cheek as his cousin gets raped when he sees these young girls being raped by bearded Muslim men? Is that what he's supposed to do? Because, hey, the literalist, in, the literalist will tell you, well, God's word says you turn the other cheek. There's something called context in the Bible. We're supposed to put scriptures in context, okay? We temper one scripture with another scripture. It also says in God's word that the man is supposed to be the leader of the household. And he's supposed to take care of his family. He's supposed to protect them. There's a time for everything 
a season for every activity under the heavens. Okay? That is some pretty good tempering scripture for all these other scriptures that the world, the world keeps promoting about Jesus. He's just a little doormat Jesus that everybody can step on. He's weak and he has a limp wrist. Okay? That is not who he is. If you believe that, you are being lied to. And you're being lied to about the most important thing in your life. The most important thing in your life is to know who Jesus really is. And if you've bought into their lie, the same demons that control all the other, you know, the rest of the lamestream media in, in our world, if you've bought into that lie, they'll serve you the next lie. It's critical that you know who He is. Because in knowing who He is, will com it will compel you to be who He is. The reason we know who He is, we want to know who He is, is because we want to transform ourselves to be like Him. And He is not this weakling that they make Him out to be. And there, I believe that there are a fair amount of Christians who want to go along with the weakling because that's more comfortable for them to do so. Because it takes courage to stand up. And that's just another fruit of the Spirit. Boldness, okay? It, it takes courage, boldness, strength, faith to be what you were called to be in Christ. And now is a time when our very own kids are being destroyed by the pedophile network. By the way, if you haven't heard, our president keeps things under wraps. They have, our government has arrested thousands of pedophiles over the last three or four weeks. Trump knows what's going on, and he's taking care of business, all right? Thousands. And you don't hear one word about it in the lamestream media. You know, you listen to this broadcast, you have the truth, and it's supposed to set you free. And upon being set free, that means you're supposed to share it with others. And I'm asking you to share it with others. So, we can all be on the same team, just like the demons are all on the same team. And when we all get on the same team, and we all have a common cause, we will bring them down so quickly, it will be like in a blink of an eye. There's no way they can even come close to beating us. I mean, it's literally like the elephant who has a little rope around his foot, because he was taught that from when he was a little baby, they would beat the elephant into submission that whenever they put something around his foot that he would stay there. And every time he, he, tried, to, he tried to leave from that place of, or try to get away from whatever was connected to his foot, they would beat him into submission. So finally he just gave up and he, the elephant knew that he doesn't, if he tries to get away from the rope that's around his foot, he's going to be beaten. So he, he just went, he just remained in submission. And that's why they, in the circus, they can put the little rope around the elephant's foot into a, uh, around a little stake in the ground and the elephant will just sit there because that's what he's been taught. We're supposed to go past what we've been taught in this world, especially when we know the truth that the world, you know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. All right. But in this world, it also says that Satan is the king of the world and it's only for a time. And we need to know the enemy that we're dealing with. Okay? And we've got, we've got to transcend this world 
into God's kingdom. We have to transcend it into what God has taught us and what God expects us, expects us to do. So it's time to be strong, my friends. There's a time for war and there's a time for peace. There's a time to be silent and there is a time to speak. Now is the time to speak, okay? We're going to go to Mike Cernovich if we have enough time here, and he's going to give you the lowdown. It's, it's uh, some key news as to why Trump is not getting his people approved, and he's, he's going to tell you about that right now. Let's go to him right now. The reason Trump can't get his people hired is because the security clearances are, are being jammed up and not going through. The reason they're not going through is that the people who administer the polygraph and deep state are actually part of the pedophile ring. And they only want pedophiles to deep state because they're compromised and they can be blackmailed. So everything that, that we thought that Trump was making a mistake, he actually wasn't. The people who administer the polygraphs and deep state are all part of the pedophile network. They, want only, they only want to hire people to take in blackmail. And that is why a lot of General Flynn guys especially, they weren't able to get security clearances. So this goes way deeper. This is why they went after you, they went after me. My Wi-Fi literally is not working now. I don't even know what's going on. We now know that that is how deep state has sabotaged Trump. Now, I talked to the person who had investigated and I worked with my detailed source network, and he had told me that where this happens initially is in swingers clubs. And these swinger clubs are outside of Washington, D.C. And what happens is they find people who are into wife-swapping and those other kind of activities, and then they drug them, roofie them essentially, and then children are brought in and they post for pictures with children, naked children. So, once again, you can see how they are all working together. If you get anything from this program, you should very very well or very clearly see that they they just all work together. They're all on the same team. They're in they they've been um, threaded throughout our government, uh, through all of our different um, organizations and government and this is what Trump has wanted to clean out. This is the swamp, okay? But many of them are still there. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I actually wrote a note to Donald Trump. I tried to tweet him before he went into office, number one, that he needed to bring a holy man into that black house and, and clean all the demons out, purge all the demons out of that black house so they could once again become a white house after the demon was lived in there. I've heard of all kinds of stories I'm not, stories I'm not even going to get into relative to what he did in that place. Um, number two, I, I wrote a, uh, a tweet to Trump telling him about, you know, King David, the greatest king in history, how, you know, before King David gave his kingdom over to his son Solomon, the first thing he did was he made Solomon aware of all of the bad seeds and he made sure that Solomon got rid of all of the bad seeds before he took control, before he became king. That was a key. Read the scriptures. It's in Kings. And um, it's, it's very clear. Now, this is coming from very wise people, the greatest king in the world, King David. And that's what Trump, that's the, one of the mistakes he made, unfortunately. He needs to clean every bad seed out if he wants to have a strong... Uh, administration. So, um, but anyways, we are running out of time here. What I was going to go to was um, Craig Sawman Sawyer, who was a Navy SEAL, uh, very highly trained Navy SEAL, who teaches others uh, how to do combat and so forth. 
and he and his veteran brothers have come together to form a group, a very strong group, all very well trained in naval intelligence and, um, and in various other aspects of criminal investigation. Um, and they've all come together to make their move on the pedophile network here in this country. Now, these are men who are putting their lives on the line. They've already put their lives on the line. But I've told you in the past that, you know, we have people who are, you know, they are taking on the burden here in this country and we need help, okay? You know, believe it or not, our job is not just to sit by while, just because these people are trained, uh, you're trained in various things too, and you can do things, and so it's time for you to stand up, you know. These guys are literally putting their lives on the line. Craig Sawyer's, uh, his his Facebook is down, they're messing with him on Google, they're messing with all these people who are speaking the truth, you know, I've told you that in the past, and they're messing with their lives, um, and their, their, their welfare, and their families, okay. So, we need help, you guys. Whatever, whatever you can do, it's important that you do it. You know, whether you start your own broadcast, whether you tell the people around you, whether you pray, dedicate to praying for the people who are fighting, or just dedicate to praying for your country and for Trump and his safety, we need help. This is a group effort, and there's so many people who are, who are taking on the, the major brunt of the work, and other people have got to get involved. So um, I was going to tell you about that. I was going to uh, go to Craig Sawyer, but we don't have time for it. Um, I like to end on a good note, and so what I may do is go to James Wesley Rawls, who was a former U.S. Army intelligence officer. He's the founder and senior editor of Survival Blog, and um, he... He was in the military, and he's his intel um, is fairly strong, and he's going to share with you what the people in our military are thinking and how they're not going to be going along with the establishment. Um, he's got a pretty good uh, idea of what the word on the street is, and so I may give you a little taste of what he has to say, and then I'll come back and we'll, we'll conclude. So let's do that right now. They're up against people who are very well trained. They understand both strategy and tactics. And when it comes, well, when push comes to shove, they're going to, I think, stand on the right side of this equation. And the globalists have every reason to be scared because they're not they're not going to stand up to that. Now, the officer corps in the United States military has traditionally been very apolitical, and in fact, the whole military is structured to de-emphasize uh, politics. You know, I don't, I'm not saying that there's going to be a seven days in May type scenario. If there's a coup on the part of folks inside the Beltway, uh, I don't uh, preclude the notion of a counter coup coming from within the United States military. And I think it'll start first, not at the Pentagon, but at the, at the uh, divisional and lower levels of the of the U.S. military uh, in the combat arms, in combat support, and in combat service support, there's going to be a counter coup that will be unstoppable. Because let's face it, they cannot institute martial law unless people at uh, field grade and company grade go along with it. From what I've heard, and, and granted, I was an army officer; I wasn't in either of those services, but. Uh, from what I've heard uh, from within, um, I have a couple of sources inside the Pentagon, the, the Navy and the Air Force general officers aren't going along with this either. They're, you know, they're 
they're wondering how far they're going to push, how hard they're going to push before they'll be pushed back. And at this point, they, I think there's some, some very quiet maneuvering going on and uh, alignment within the Pentagon and at the lower level, at, at the core level and um, divisional level within the Army and uh, in the major commands within the Navy and Air Force, those general officers are basically lining up one way or the other. And I've got to tell you, the vast majority of them are in favor of restoration of constitutional government, not continuity of bad government. So that is it, my friends. Let's get involved, okay? Please share this broadcast with others. It's not just, it's not about, you know, just about popularity. Of course, I want to be popular um, to get the word out to other people, but we really need to get the word out. This is very important, valuable information. So I'm asking that you'd share it. Um, please, you know, sign up for my channel, become a subscriber. Um, also, um, the, oh, oh, the other thing that I wanted to share with you is that um, what I'd like to do here in the future is get together a, a prayer group to pray about the important issues. I'd like to perhaps get together. Uh, we could have a group called Concerned Americans or, or, or the True Shall Set You Free Forum, so to speak. And we'll come together. We'll talk about some of the issues on days. We'll have like a hangout and then we will pray for the important, the important issues that we face here in our country. So... Um, what I'll probably do, I'll put a link below this video if you're watching this on YouTube. You can also be listening to it in your car or uh, you could be listening to, to it uh, at our website, ourfathersproductions.com. And I'll put a web form where, um, you know, if you'd like to get involved and become part of our group, our Concerned Americans group, and, and pray together, which will, will help us bring down the wall of evil in this country then just put your name and your email address in the web form, click submit, and I'll get, uh, I'll form a list of people, and when that list gets big enough, we'll come together and have our little meetings. Uh, I'm not sure how often we'll do them, but we need to start doing that. So um, that is it. Till our next broadcast, I love you, take care, and God bless. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.